Yo, 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 this is a quick hits podcast with your boy Zo. Yo, it's your boy Pablo. We off the books this year. Yo, keeping our fingers crossed, Zo. We had a fandom podcast last week. Man. So we're trying to give <laughs> trying to give these people what they want, but I know, man. For Just, some reason we had technical difficulties. They don't want us to win. Like yeah, DJ Khaled, yeah, so for real. Win, we tried to upload it. We had technical <laughs> failure, so we back at it this week. Come at y'all correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's let's dive into these NBA playoffs, man. Yeah, we in the thick of things. We in the um semifinals for each league. Um what you want when you want to jump in the east first or the west? Let's, let's jump in the east right okay, now. Okay, yeah, man. okay. Um, so let's talk about that Boston. Let's, let's talk about that Boston and, and Milwaukee series, man. Wow, it's a, a tale of two games, bro. Tale of two games. The first game, Boston came out and they was they was hungry. Yeah, man. they was hungry. They shut down the the Greek. Actually, they, they pretty much yeah they built that wall, man. Yeah, and they pretty much <laughs> told um, Milwaukee, all right, we're gonna shut down Giannis, Giannis and y'all. The others got your role play players up. can step up and see what they do. And they didn't step up that th- game one. But they, they came to play in game two. Oh, no doubt. They, <laughs> yo, from the from the moment the second half started, they busted down the door. Right. I was, think it was the third quarter when they just yeah, exploded. Yeah, the third quarter. I think they, they, they outscored Boston like 39 to like 19. And it was crazy. It was a wrap. They didn't, you didn't turn back from there. Yeah, so. So being, right now it's 1-1. So we'll just, let's go. Let's talk about it. Right. And um, being that we had, uh, had technical difficulties on our last podcast, we had a couple of predictions going into the round. So yeah. in, in this in this series, I had Boston going in six. No, yeah. I, no, no, I had them winning in seven. Right, and I think I had Milwaukee in like seven. Okay. So we both we were both thinking it's a long series, which is looking like what it's yeah. going to be. Do you still feel to the your conviction about your prediction? Yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still um, I'm still uh, confident in my prediction because Boston is a deeper and talent and a more deeper and talented team than mm-hmm. Milwaukee, and. It's just a matter of time when Jason Tatum wakes up, right? And and I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna have his explosion game tonight. Well, I'm sorry, tomorrow in Boston. In Boston, right? And I think, I think usually you got the role, you have role players and and people like who like Jason Tatum who who's in the slump. They usually wake up at home. They got right. the crowd, they got the behind, crowd them. behind them, right? Yeah. So and and, I, and I'm pretty sure that um, Brad Stevens is gonna definitely try to get him in, a, in, um, in, in involved in the game early. Get him some open Yeah, works. well, that's the best way to do it. Young player, get his confidence going. Right. Um, get the ball to go in the, in the, in the hoop a, a couple times. Yeah. And next thing you know, boom, Word. he's back to normal. Um, I, on the other hand, I'm not going to... I'm not going to stray away from the Milwaukee pick. I'm just not as confident in that pick. Just because, like you said, Boston really showed up in game one. And they showed me a side of like, wow, if they stick to this game plan, I can definitely see them... Winning this series, I'm still gonna stick with my original pick of Milwaukee in seven, just because they still have the best player in the series. Right, and he did show up in game two. Like that right. was a big one. Like to me, I was really looking to see how he reacted in game two, and he de- definitely came through. And if and if they team hitting like sixty percent of their shots, right. they could beat anybody. Right, because I think so, I think Middleton was off he, the he chain went off. He went off. from three in the yeah. second game. So if you get that type of performance night in and night out with, with Milton and and uh, Bledsoe, right? Boston won't have Boston won't have. It's going to be a lot closer yeah. than we think it's going to be. And also, 
to your advantage, they gonna the game seven is gonna be in Milwaukee. Right. So which is why if it does get that far, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards the home team with the best player. But I like I said, I'm not I'm like 51-49 right now. Right. As opposed to last week I was more like 60-40. Right. It's a lot closer now. Um like you said, tomorrow's uh, game three yeah. at, um, at Boston. So at Boston, yeah, that's, and gonna, I, I, that's a big think, swing game. Exactly. Game three is usually a big swing game. And I think I think Tatum and, and uh, Kyrie have a big game tomorrow night. Yeah, and you, you know, shout out to um, Jalen Brown. He's been playing amazing. Oh, He's been playing so good, it. so good. Did you see that circus layup he did? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Lost, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Even with the game two, even though they lost, it, it's a sick, 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 sick. Um, yeah, so the shout out to him. He's yeah, been he's balling. been very consistent. Yeah, he's actually been more, cons- way more consistent than Jason Tatum. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, I, and I that. think that's been kind of the resurgence of Boston late in the regular season and in the playoffs. I, I mean, in addition to Kyrie playing lights out, is the emergence of Jalen Brown has really pushed them over the top. So we'll see. Yeah, and and also to, to um, add on to that, you have Golden Golden Hayward just playing phenomenal basketball. When he when he's in a fifteen to twenty point range, they usually win. When he's not, right. Boston struggles. So. Right, and I'm, and I'm gonna touch up because you know, like we said, the pod that was unfortunately the pod that didn't post yeah. last week. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ham- I'm a hammer down on on what I said last week. Is you know, it's really easy to to jump on somebody when they don't look like their old selves. But yeah, you know, it was a really really serious injury that Hayward went through. And now we're starting to see the yeah, old Hayward coming yeah. back. It takes time, yeah. not only to come back physically, but mentally. mentally yep. you got to be able to be like, yo, when I jump up for this dunk, I'm not thinking about if right. I come down awkwardly, my leg's going to break. You can finally see that he's just playing basketball. He's, he's playing freely basketball. now. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's a big thing. Like, that's a good call. People jump on him really quick. Like, yo, September, oh, wow, he looks terrible. Yeah, well, he just came back a yeah, traumatic and, injury. And, and I said that in previous pods. I right. said, just give this kid some time. Like right. you say, he had a serious injury. It takes a couple of games, and, and now, and also, just getting in the flow of the office because right. remember, he wasn't with the same last year, mm-hmm. so he had to gel and get that chemistry down with Kyrie and Tatum, and now, just coming off that second unit, I think that's the best fit for I him. Agreed. Agreed. I like the, I like the way that uh, the, the second unit looks when he's in the game because he has the ball in his hands. It's right, almost like right. the offense goes through him. Right, and he... he and he has he has that that Utah flair, right? You know what I mean, playing off that second unit, right? Agreed. So he looked, Agreed. He's looking good. So let, let's let's dive into that second game, to that second round. The one um, that played tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Philly, Philly, and Toronto. And Toronto. And, and and on our previous show, we both made predictions. You sided with who? I sided with the Raptors. I actually had the Raptors in five. Okay. And after game one, I was definitely loving that pick. Um, and then you had, I, had I think Toronto. you had the Raptors too. I had, I had Toronto, but in six. In, yeah, in six. And I still think we're both on the right side. Um, Philly definitely came through game yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that Embiid was going to play because um, they said he had some stomach issue. Yeah, he was going to play. But there's always something There's always him. something. Yeah. I, never, I never read into the propaganda when they say he's doubtful. I usually just lean towards that he's going to play. Right. I think that just that just gives him like an added excuse if he has a bad game. It's just right, like, oh, right. well, you know, that had a stomach and issue. Granted, I tried had, to play through it. He had a bad game, Pop. He had a bad game in game two, and they right. actually still won. Right. Yeah, well, Jimmy Jimmy Butler came through. Jimmy Jimmy came yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. He had something to prove because Kawhi was 
he was just cooking everybody who was oh. guarding him in game one. Oh, my. 45. He was ridiculous in game he one. Was, he was so efficient, too. Definitely. Like, it, 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 he took, he had 45 points, but it, it was only on, like, if that, 20 shots. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, was like 19 yeah, shots. Yeah, it was like 19 shots. He was super efficient. He looked like the best, one of the, like, if not the best player in the league, one of the top Dude, two or three players he, in the he league. He just looked like... He's just like Kobe Bryant in his prime on, on yeah. that game one. Yeah, man. everything was working, right? The fadeaway was working. <laughs> right, right. He was driving to the whoop. He was taking that little mid-range jumper. The three was coming down. Right. Um, Deuce. And, and Siakam was, was killing oh him, Oh, my too. God, that's right. The, yo, Siakam it, had like 37, I think. Right. Mid-30s. And that's a guy that, with Kawhi, man, when they're cooking, it's... Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, too, in game two. I, I thought he forced a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. And uh, Siakam, that's who I'm speaking on. Right. I, I thought he forced a lot of shots because, like, when he's at his best, it's no set call. He just he just making stuff just happen. Right. Like, you can see, like, he's big on transition. Right. He's just not forcing anything. Right. It's usually within it's, the flow of the offense. Definitely. Yeah. but And um, I, I, I like that call. I'm not sure if maybe because he had such a big game one, maybe he forced it a little bit in game mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Especially when they got down, maybe he thought that he could put up a couple buckets. But I think... And I think they'll get right. Yeah, and, and, and just the energy was just down, yeah. man. They, it was very low yeah. from everybody. Yeah. It took Kawhi damn near the second quarter just to get going a little mm-hmm. bit. And Obaka is struggling right now. Yeah, he's, he actually has been really quiet, really, Definitely, really quiet. Man. I think the fact that Kawhi has played so well has kind of overshadowed the fact about what Obaka has actually done or not done in this series. Right. Um, Lowry has had his spots here and there, but that's typical uh, Lowry. Yeah. Um, what about the Philly side of the ball? You know who's not really stepping up to the plate? Uh, ben Simmons. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of suspected that because uh, he's not, a, he's not a. He's really not an offensive. I mean, he's an offensive threat, but he's got to be in transition. Right. And Toronto's not allowing him to get in transition. They always got. And, and they always have a body back there to try to stop him. They got Siakam, who's a big body. Marcus Saul is a big body. So he has to do his damage like early in, when, in within the shot clock. Once the ball get off the rim, he definitely has to go and, and, and try to make something happen. But if you get him in, in a half court setting. That feeds into Toronto's hands because, like I said, they have Siakam, mm-hmm. who's like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, Gasol, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, everybody's lanky except so for Lowry. I, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely, it's definitely a tough order, uh, a tough order for him. He needs to try to uh, take advantage of Lowry when he can. Oh, but. no doubt. And I think that's a great point you just brought up because um, I'm not sure if it was game – it might have been game one while yeah. I overheard. One of, the, one of the announcers was saying that um, – Toronto's, if not the best uh, defensive team in transition, yeah. one of the best. And I, I, I said they were number one, in my opinion. And one of the reasons why is because they're one of the poorest offensive rebounding teams. Because pretty much once they take a shot, they're they're, they're starting to head back on defense. Right, right. So which won't allow Ben Simmons to do what he does. Right. And as they're such good defensive teams, they're pretty much packing the paint when it comes to him mm-hmm. they're allowing him that space that if you want to take that J go ahead go ahead and take it and he's not taking it right <laughs> which is a detriment to their team because we talked about last week when Simmons and Embiid are on the floor yeah. Simmons has less room to operate in exactly. that paint exactly. so it takes away from him exactly. and his game so for, for them for them to get a victory tonight Embiid needs to have a big game and I think Jimmy Butler has to have a 
a reoccurrence yeah. of what he did. He needs in game to put two. him that high twenties, thirties point game. Yeah, just and, for them to be in the thick of, thick of things. And, miss, and Mr. Tobias Harris um, needs to have a big game too. Yeah, he's on some like oh, he's on the court. Like I, I, sometimes I forget he's on the floor. Right, right. As, like um, I think they need another big game from JJ Redick, who had a big definitely, game too. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And um, it, and it seems like this game, man, like all Toronto games, is always the under. Right. But, but 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 for some reason, I think it's it's going to be the enigma tonight. I, th- I think it's going to be the over tonight because it's, it's set at like two nineteen, I believe. And I, I, I think I think they could get over that hump. I'm, this is what I've actually been kind of like playing with in my head. I feel like if Philly wins, uh-huh. I like the over. Okay. If Toronto wins, you, I actually like, like the, the under. under. Okay. I like the under um, because I I just have a feeling. I'm not sure. It was at two nineteen mm. game two. I right. doubt it'll be that high. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's probably gonna be over like two fifteen, two thirteen. I was like that. See, I think I think both teams are are, are going to try to get up the court and try to get easy buckets. It's going to be a, a a fast tempo game. It's just a matter of people. Uh, I, it's just a matter of, of individuals just knocking down shots. Today. Right, right. That, that's a big key. It's like yeah. if they're going to be if, if the jump shot ain't falling, then yeah. it's going to be a long game. Just look at just look at Portland and Denver last night. Yeah, <laughs> perfect example. Perfect example. So as far as we already talked about how we felt as far as the prediction for um, the last series, if we're still going to hold stick to our guns, yeah, yeah, definitely. You still feel that I'm the, the Raptors are my division. I'm yeah. actually, I'm. Would I be shocked if it ended in five? No, because I I called it. But I'm actually Philly showed me something in game two that I didn't think that I was going to see this series. Right. And I'm gonna lean with you. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm, I'm I'm going with and Toronto six. and six. Yeah. Toronto and six. That's a small bet. Um, so that's the East. And as a matter of fact, I just pulled it up. The, you going to the West? The line is two sixteen and a half for tonight. Oh, yeah, I like that. Definitely to go over. I, I kind of like the over on that yeah. one too. Yeah. Once it's close to close to two twenty, I, I kind of skew on the under. But mm. I kind of like the over tonight. Yeah, definitely. Either, on either side, whether yeah. it's Toronto or Philly. Um, so let's jump in the West. Let's save. Let's save. The marquee matchup for last because there's a lot of drama in that one. Okay. Let's touch on the game that just finished last night. Let's talk let's talk about the Nuggets and the Blazers. Okay. Which is now one one after last yeah. night. And um I believe previous podcast I picked Portland to win in seven, I believe. Okay, and I had Portland in six. Okay. Yeah, and I still and I'm still I'm still rocking with that pick too. Um it's just I don't know, it's just I have a feeling once the games get back to Portland, because Portland gets rocking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not like Denver's not, but I don't know. Like, Denver... they just up and down, right? They're really up and down. If, 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 if Jamal Murray's not hot... And he's, he's kind of hurt, too. Yeah. Like, if he injured his knee, so that Yeah, he's a little help. gimpy. And it's, if, if, he's shot, if he's not really throwing down that close to 30... It's ugly for Denver, right. really ugly. Because I mean, Jokic is a beast. But, but they, but they, they, they're a deep team though, Pop. Yeah, they're a deep team. They got they got Harris coming off the bench. Right. They got uh, Millsap. They got well, who's been kind of struggling a little bit. Yeah. As, uh, his game hasn't been terrible, but offensively he hasn't really come through yet with that big Paul Millsap double double game. Yeah. Which we're still waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like defensively. Now, on the other hand, they're they're able to stay in the game because they're underrated defensive team. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they'll keep the game. They keep mm-hmm. the game. They keep the games very low scoring. It, I don't think one of any of these teams have scored over one ten yeah. in the series. So you'll see them 
in that under, you know, like 98, 93 type of game, which yeah. allows them to keep it, keep themselves in the game. But I think, I think the next game when they play, I think it's going to go over. Okay. I, th- I think. I okay. Think you think teams, game three in Portland yeah. whatever, is going to be an offensive is, pi- fireworks? Is, yep. And and, and let, let me just give a quick shout out to Enos Cantor for just stepping up. Oh yeah, and game playing, two. And playing some phenomenal basketball because I actually counted Portland out. Even even going back to the OKC series because like once Jok- um once um, Nokic uh, went down, I, you I thought him I, out. I, yeah I counted them out because I'm like they don't have any inside pressure right. and I totally forgot about Cantor. Yeah, who, and what he could bring to the table. Who a lot of people were dogging when um, the Knicks got rid of him because they were just like oh nobody can play him he's. He's uh, a defensive liability. He's a defensive liability, but which is not the case, man. right? He's actually held his own against Jokic. I agree. I agree. And offensively, he's just such a boost. Like, yeah, it's been an added plus to them and a little egg on the face of everybody who's been killing them. And if you want to, if if, if I could be honest, he was actually the best player on the court last. Oh, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I think this, this was the first t- first game this season where the the rest of the starting five. Outscored McCollum and um, yeah, Lillard. Lillard. Lillard only ended the game with like 14 points. Yeah. He was kind of cold, but yeah. they, still, they still won. So that's a testament because once you know, you know, Dame is eventually going to get hot. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And it's, and it's huge on the road to have the, your secondary, you know, scorers to come through and lift your team when your two stars, you know, aren't really. Yeah, CJ had that a decent high. game. C, yeah, he CJ was okay. Like 20, I yeah, it was Dame that actually was. All a little off. I actually, um, there was a boost. Um, Lillard over three and a half threes, and the Portland to win. I think it was like plus six hundred. Right. And he fell short. Yeah. Like, I thought that was a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I do expect things to turn around in Portland. I right. think it'll be uh, like you said. I think maybe the crowd will infuse Portland a little more high energy. Oh, yeah. I think, it, and, and the Nuggets as well. I think they'll feed off of it too. Hopefully, but I think I think it'd be more in Portland's favor since they at home. They used to the home cooking. Yeah, they used to the rims. Dame, like I said, Dame is probably gonna have at least 30, 30 to thirty to forty points on um, next time whenever they play. Yeah, but I think that I think I don't, I'm not saying the Nuggets are gonna win or cover anything like that. I just think that when Portland's gonna be, they're gonna be feeling themselves. So the Nuggets have to keep up yeah. to keep pace. Oh, I see what you're saying. So Absolutely. I do like your prediction of the. Over, mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going to be at this weekend, but this probably going to be in the 220, 219 range. 219 range, yeah, which yeah. I do like. I do like because I do think that it's been skewing so low. Mm-hmm. I almost like the opposite. I like to, I like it to go the over um, mm-hmm. in that one. So for that game, I'd like Portland and the over. Okay. So now let's just jump in it. Let's jump, jump yeah. in the drama or lack of thereof on the court. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that uh, Golden State and Houston game. Yeah. Um, leading up to our last podcast, I had predicted Houston had win in six games. And I had the Rockets <laughs> in six as well. Yeah, so we, we're both looking like fools right now. Right. Because of all the series, I think this is the one probably we got the most wrong. Yeah, definitely. And Kevin Durant, he's just, he just on another level. That's, you, that's you all I can say. I, I think I think the Clippers was the best thing. That, that Clippers series was the best thing that happened to him. He woke him up. Right. woke up a sleeping giant. Agreed. Agreed. And totally he agreed. Just, he just showing... The world, why he's the best basketball player on, on planet Earth right now. There's That's nobody right. Nobody better than him. He may not be and the MVP there. of this season, but he is the best player in definitely, the league. Definitely, definitely. Because his offensive give, game is ridiculous. Just give him that. Just stamp that title on Kevin Durant as the best player in the league. Right. No more LeBron. Right. The best That's, player. That's he's on the decline. LeBron's going. on the decline. Definitely. And the and 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 right now KD is in the prime. Right now this 
we are seeing the best player in the league probably for the next couple seasons. Yep. Until and, uh, until Giannis is ready to take that throw. And he's right there. He's, he's knocking oh, yeah. on the door. I think Giannis is the second best yeah. player in the league right now. Agreed. And um, it, it's just – I'm just – Let's just let's just stay let's just stay on on course because I, right, I, I was about to right, get right, to the right. summertime when okay. KD becomes a free agent. But let, let's stay on course with the basketball game, um, dude. It's just it just it just total domination of, of of Golden State, man. They just play they they just show when you play team basketball how easy the game will flow for you. Agreed. And when you play the ISO basketball that Houston is playing, and and you're not oh. making you're not making shots. It makes the game so much difficult for you. And it's so terrible as a as a as a viewer to watch. Cause listen, y'all know I'm a Knicks fan. So a lot of times I see Houston, I get PTSD mm. from the mellow days of yeah. the ISO ball, mm. pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. Right. The four players are literally on the outside of the three point line. No movement. Mm. There's no movement, mm. and it allows. Golden State, which isn't the best defensive team, I think, they, I, think, them. I, think they, I think they are one of the best defensive teams now. With with Boogie being out the lineup, and they had the Hampton's foul lineup starting. Oh, you know what? That's a great point because yeah. with Boogie, it did it was a detriment to the defense. Yeah, yeah. But what happens is with that ISO ball, it allows them to set reset themselves as far as defensively, especially in transition. Absolutely, and and Golden State is taking away. Houston's uh, pick and roll game with James Harden and Capella. Yeah, and Capella is a non-factor right now. So Extreme non-factor. And he, he has nothing else to bring to the table besides alley oops. He you can't throw the ball right. down to the post with him. So and it's, it's hard to relieve him because it's literally if you take him out and you put in um, um, Kenneth Reed, it's the same thing. Or Nene, it's the same thing. Yeah. They all roll. I mean, to the I rim. mean, at least Nene, he could get a, he could get a basket inside. You could throw the ball down to him. But He's he a just, veteran. He veteran just, presence. He just, he just a little bit older. Yeah, long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've been, I really thought that that Houston had elevated themselves to compete with the Warriors, but. It, it's such a big difference in in style of play. Yeah, the ball movement that you see with Golden State, it's it's really it's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Right. Whether it be Draymond running the offense, and KD he, running the it, offense. Now that you say Draymond, yeah, that's what that was a boost for Golden State, man. Huge. Because he came looking like the old ten Draymond Green in the first couple of games against Houston, like. He really rejuvenated this team, and and I think that's why they win it right now because of his style of play. He's playing on both ends of the court at a high level. Well, I'm gonna credit I'm gonna credit the Warriors' owner, Bob Myers, uh-huh. because a little bit after the All Star game, he w- literally yo, this is the why championship teams work because he was, he literally went up to Draymond and was just like yo, you got you got too much weight on you. Oh yeah! Oh, that's, too that's, much weight that's on you. That's a good call. That's a good call. And within six weeks, Draymond shed twenty pounds. Yep. This is during the season. Yeah, he looks he looks more and, fluid on the court. And he looks yeah. great. He's yeah. way more. You see him in transition. You see way him cut into the basket. Yeah. It looks like you said that 2010 Draymond, which was a from which why he was one of the top 15 players in the league. Yep. And now he looks more like it. He's out there. Iguodala's out there now. He's contributing. He, he got a spring in his step. Yeah. Uh, uh, Livingston. Michelle, uh, Sean Livingston got a swing in his step. Yeah. So all, all these pieces that that made Golden State who they are, 
are coming to play right now, and it's scary for the league right now. Agreed. And, and one it's of scary the, for Houston. One of the reasons why we were liking the Rockets so much is because we were thinking that the Warriors bench was so thin. Right. And right. here they are. Yep. Everybody's coming to bat up to bat. Uh, Looney's playing good. Yep. Yep. Um, like you said, Livingston's playing good again. Iguodala. Iguodala. I heard. Starting. I heard this morning on um, on the ride into work. Um, Brian Windhorst was saying that Iguodala has the most dunks in the playoffs, okay. believe it or not. Okay. The old man Iguodala, leading, that just yeah. shows you the spring and the step right now. Yeah. Uh, maybe he was holding back a little bit, waiting for the playoffs. Yeah, it, they had that are we there yet mentality in right. the regular season. It's a long, long, dragged out season. They, they used to finals, man, in the playoffs. So it's here now. Houston is bringing out the best of them. Well, really L.A. Clippers went out the best of them. Right. And they just had something to prove to show Houston, you're not on my level right now. And let, let's get into the ref situation with the whole... Uh, I wish we really didn't have to, but we have to. Yeah. It's just... I, I don't mean, know. I mean, game one could have been called... Could they could, could have had called that call, that foul on... Oh, the um, last shot? The three-pointer? Yeah, on um, Clay Thompson when, when James Harden tried to shoot the three-pointer. Yeah, you got it. According to the rules, you definitely got to give that that shooter airspace to come down, and, and it should have been a foul call. But that wasn't the reason why they they lost the game. Agreed, agreed. That that single call was not the reason why they lost the game. But I'm gonna say right now, I saw that. I've seen that play a thousand times, and I don't think it was a foul. Uh-huh. I, according to the letter of the law, you're it right. It is a foul. You're right because he did not allow him to land. Yeah. In his landing space, but I feel like. Listen, and James Harden is—he's a marvelous player. But part of his deal is that he's pretty much mastered today's era of of getting to the line. He's yeah. He, listen, he he knows what he's doing, and in that shot, I do feel like his legs kind of scooped in into Clay as opposed to coming straight down. Mm-hmm. Now, had he impeded his landing and he came straight down from when he jumped the shot. I would have said that's a foul. Almost like in the NCAA tournament when um, I forgot the, the, the it was um, it was in the Final Four with the Virginia game. Oh, the Virginia when Aub- he and Aub- went Tennessee and yeah, Auburn yeah, yeah, and he yeah. almost like hip checked. Yeah, him yeah, I know you're talking and about. And didn't allow him to come down straight. Right. Now, had it been something like that, I would have been like, I would have been just like Houston calling for you know the, everything. But in that one, it was all. I was 50-50 with it. If they called it, I'd have been like, okay, I can kind of see it. They didn't call it, and I was just like, you know what? I can kind of see it wasn't a foul. But like you said, that, that wasn't the reason why they lost. Yeah, and then um, I felt like the league got it wrong again. Like uh, Adam Silver, when he, when he had Scott Foster reffing game two. Ugh. Because according, according to damn near 90% of the league, Everybody hates this guy, right. Scott Forster. They feel he's he's an that ref. He screws up a lot of times, and I thought it was gonna it's gonna he was gonna have a you know a factor negatively in the on, game. on that game. Right. However, he didn't, and and I'm, I'm happy how the game played out because like if when you watch the game, no no players was. Um, you know, bitching and moaning to the refs. Yeah, everybody just played basketball. CP3 had a couple comments, but for the most part, it was almost like a right. well played game. Now, Zoe, uh, like this is this is a topic that's really starting to spiral out of control. How do how does the NBA fix this? How do they fix this referee player thing? I mean, you you just got to get 
to me, you have to get the best refs out there. It don't matter about seniority. Just get the best out there to officiate the games. I think I think that they really need to look at how they actually grade these officials because according according to the league that they grade these officials and the best graded officials actually get the playoffs game. So I really think they need to. I thought I thought it went by seniority. Well, yeah, seniority, but they also do grade the referees, which is how they ultimately deem like oh. Um, whether 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 they say whether they think who the top line officials are, mm. and I really do think they need to start scoring these officials differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it should be seniority. Anymore. Not absolutely. That's not. one thing um, Major League Baseball does too, is the oldest umpires get all the good games, and that's that's a problem. Yeah, because <laughs> they they have they have little uh, chinks in their armor too in, in, in the baseball week, and you have you have fans and players complaining about the umpires. You know, showing nepotism to certain players or having a vendetta against a, another pitcher or whatever, saying the strike zone is wider. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's just not, not no consistency. It's really and and, that, and that's throughout all of all, all of, sports. All sports, I believe. Probably the only sport that that gets it right most of the time is probably hockey, but that's another story. Right. Um, yeah, you hear less about umpiring or refereeing or whatever they yeah, call yeah, you never in, really in, in hockey. Um, it's just. It's ruining the flow of the game. It does. And it it, does. it's just so much back and, and forth. And, and it pisses me off because, like, they implemented the, the instant replay, but they still get, they still get it They're wrong. They're still getting it they wrong. They look at it for, like, two hours and still get the damn play. Like, how are you getting the, the play wrong if you're watching it for, like, 20 Right. Minutes? If you're going to look at it for this long, at least get it right. Exactly. At least get it right. And it was like that, too, in the college scene, too. Agreed. Agreed. So... If you're going to keep consistently getting it wrong, just get rid of it. Because exactly. you're killing the flow of the game. Yes. The back and forth between the refs and the players is out of control. The refs are teeing up the players. Just for, for, just, no, just just, for somebody sneezing. Right. Like, uh, the other day, there was a double technical with Draymond. And I forgot who else. And it was literally, they rescinded the text right after the game because it wasn't warranted. Right, right. And I think the referees are on edge. So now it's just like, I don't want to hear your mouth. I'm just going to tee you right away. Right. And then... I think a lot of these refs feel empowered. They feel like they are the game mm-hmm. where it should be about the players. Agreed. So that that needs to be corrected, man. I it think it's. I think. I think both sides in 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 this in this dispute are at fault. I yeah. think the players. It's not all on the refs, and it's not all on the but players. The person, but the person to blame is Adam Silver. He should he should get this problem rectified. He's got to get. And, and listen, and, and we've we've already talked. We've talked in previous podcasts how we feel that Adam Silver's a really good um, commissioner because he's progressive. He, right, right. As soon as he sees something, he works on it right away. And I think this is the number one thing that the, the NBA needs to look at this summer and rectify it ASAP. Yep. And. Just, just, let's just hope that he gets this done. But speaking of the summertime, I, I just want to transition to another topic real quick. Let's talk about this KD possibly teaming up with Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. Do you do, do you believe the hype or? Well, I, I definitely think I definitely believe the hype is is, is definitely increasing. Uh, as far as if it was a stock, the stock to Brooklyn is skyrocketing, and the stock for the Knicks is actually going down. Mm-hmm. I actually heard something today. Yeah. About KD and I don't believe it, but and KD Kawhi. and Kawhi. In I heard the same thing. I heard the same thing. That's that's. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say Kyrie. It was it was Kawhi. Wow, yeah. And I actually like that pairing. I loved it. I love that pairing because I think they they styles fit better. Yeah. Because like 
I heard, I heard, I heard some, I heard some, I heard some rumblings saying that um, Ka- Kawhi is looking towards um, looking to playing with LA because his uncle would like him to play with LeBron. In Which LA. is what I've been th- thinking the whole time. I and, think he's going back to the West Coast. And I do not like that pairing because stylistically, they, 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 their games do not match. Because you're talking about LeBron, LeBron, yeah. Le- LeBron, and, and, and Kawhi yeah. because they both are ball dominant. They both play for the low post. I really don't see them complimenting each other too much. Well, together. I also think a big issue is, is I think I actually think Kawhi is better than LeBron. Absolutely. So, and, and, and that's the thing too. Will LeBron be will be willing to take the back seat to Kawhi? I don't think so. I think LeBron's ego is too big for that. Right. And I, but I think K, him and KD game will will match. Well. I think it's perfect. I, I actually think, like you said, they they complement each other so well because. A lot of what Kawhi does is he plays that mid-range in, in the mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm. And KD's he more can of a play anywhere. He, can he play. plays anywhere. You saw game one. He was hitting shots from everywhere. But he's very comfortable in the perimeter. He's right. comfortable off the ball, with the ball in his hands. Exactly. That'd be a crazy scene that if those two crazy. come to Brooklyn. And, and if that does happen, say, for instance, if they come to Brooklyn or, or the Clippers or whatever, mm-hmm. those two parents, I, I can see Kyrie going with LeBron to L.A. <laughs> that, that is amazing because it, it's been there all it's been there the whispers all all year about this Kyrie apologizing to LeBron Kyrie mm-hmm. accepting the fact that it's not that easy to be the man mm-hmm. um, and now while he would go to play with LeBron I think from a skill set I, I, I think Kyrie is actually better than LeBron if not, all right, they're all maybe on more on par nah, than they ever were before yeah, because LeBron's I, on the decline. I would still, I would still give LeBron the edge, but they it's play closer. They, they, they play together. It's closer than when it was in Cleveland. Definitely, but they played together in Cleveland. They're familiar with each other games, and they complimented each other. They're a great fit. Yeah, yeah. They're a great the court, fit. Yeah, because Kyrie kind of has what lacks. I mean, what LeBron lacks, Kyrie has in spades. Yes, yes. Um, as far as being. Uh, a a perim- finisher. finisher, a great shooter, um, ball handler. I mean, LeBron's a good ball handler, but, the, but later on in, in LeBron's career, he's had the ball less in his hands, which is why he moved to L.A. because we thought it would work because Lonzo would have been the point guard. Yeah. But listen, Kyrie's way better than, than LeBron. I, I agree, but the only, the only dilemma I see now, when, if they do pair up this time in L.A., mm. is defensively. Oh, they, they, they're they already one of the worst that, defensive teams in the league. I, that's what I'm saying. Kyrie's yeah. really not a great defender. Uh, he's improved, but he's, he's still not a great defender. And LeBron, we already know what his ranking is on right. offensive, uh, on defensive ranking. He's like still like one of, 300. He's been really bad. Yeah. I don't think that's one thing that goes um, ignored the past two or three seasons is his LeBron's defensive ratings. It's literally in the bottom. Yeah, it's like 200. Yeah, it's in the it's bottom seven. of the league consistently the last three years. And adding Kyrie is not going to help. But adding Kyrie allows you to get more role players that can help on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. That would be a crazy yeah, change like in the offseason that we thought was going to happen. Yeah. Now, Zo. What's up? What's up? Talk to me. If this happens, what happens to my next though? Hopefully, I get Zion Williamson, number one pick. <laughs> which will happen? Which the draft is in twelve days? I mean, the uh, the, the, the lottery the is lottery in twelve days. Quarter, yeah. Man, I, I'm I'm just scared. You've seen the Knicks mismanage money, and they have all that cap room. 
But it, but, but just put your, put yourself in KD or Kawhi's mindset. Will you come to New York? I would definitely would not. I definitely would not. As a Knicks fan, I pray that they do. But <laughs> if I wasn't, if I wasn't, if I wasn't from this area, and I'm looking at the way the team's been operated, the team's owner. I mean, Brooklyn's on the come up. You know what I mean? From 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 the uh, GM to the coaching, and not to mention Brooklyn as a city. Like, yo, don't think that money making Manhattan is way above Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's on the come up. Yeah, they're on the come up, and that whole area where where um, Brooklyn's stay uh, with Brooklyn's port, Barclays. Barclays. That's that's up and coming. That's it's a very attractive Mm -hmm. for for a free agent, and I can see. Man, that's the scary part. I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. I can see it happening. And it's more sad days for the Knicks. <laughs> giving out max contracts to the likes of, I don't know. Penny Hardaway when he was like six Yeah, and old. I can just see them maxing out Boogie Cousins and Kemba Walker. And we're oh, yeah. screwed. Yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah, we'll be a better product. But it still ain't going nowhere. Exactly. So I'm hoping... I'm hoping we, it stays the way it was. Kawhi goes to the Clippers, and we still get KD to the Knicks. But talk is it's, it's, it's starting to get louder. Yeah, it's starting to get louder definitely. about that Brooklyn talk. If, but if I'm, if, I just want to end on this last point. But mm-hmm. if I'm Kawhi, I'm seriously considering staying in Toronto, man. I like what they have. There. I do too. They got a great coach, Nick Nurse, um, who came over from from Milwaukee. Yep. Um, I love Siakam. Um, he's a stud, man. Yeah. I think if Kawhi does leave, he's going to ascend to that stardom role. Agreed. He's right there. He's, he's, and the one thing that if, 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 if you guys are listening and don't really know much about Siakam, he's only been playing basketball for, for a handful of years. Yeah. He was part of the, what, um, the NBA program, um, the international program yep. that they have. Literally, they found him um, in Africa. I forgot what country he comes from. Um, and he's built himself into a legit NBA Probably. borderline yeah. star. Yeah, he's a star, man. Yeah, next year I can see him being an all-star. Yeah, definitely. So, far, I mean, man. they're a point guard away. I still think that the Lowry thing, they need an upgrade. They should They should have. I keep saying this time in and time out. They should have got Mike Conley at the draft. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. At the trade deadline. And you've been, you've been, you were harping on it. And when it didn't happen, I was I was surprised. I was yeah. surprised. I, I think I think he gets moved this summer though. I think Kawhi is, has a great fit in, in Toronto. I think yeah. it fits his personality. I think it's uh, he's understated, but it, it's uh, the market. It, it's perfect for him. Right, and the organization gave him everything he wants. Like they rested him damn near the whole regular yeah, season. He, so he's he only played like sixty five reju- games. That's what I'm saying. So he's rejuvenated. And like I said, and they and they got Marcus Saul that came over. He has he has a veteran leadership there, so he don't have to be vocal. But Kawhi is. They moving on on Kawhi's uh, personality right now. Yeah, you know? and and, um, and I think the East is where you would want to be. I mean, right. it's. I mean, you, you don't, nobody knows what Golden State is going to look like next year. What the West is going to look like next year. But Golden State's still going to be a threat. I think. They're they're on they're right there they're on par with the Bucks so for him to be like nah I think it's gonna be better for me in the Clippers I, it, it may be he may have to think about it longer than what people are making it out yeah, to be uh, but it, you know you know Kawhi doesn't really make his own decisions it's all based off his uncle so mm. whatever whatever his uncle uh, tells him to do he's definitely gonna follow suit and right make that move. right so right, right. If, he, if his uncle tells him to go to L A then he's gonna probably he's gonna, gonna, gonna do be it. a Laker yeah because so, you see what happened with San Antonio and everybody was saying that. He was never going to leave San Antonio. They loves pop, but 
as you yeah, can see. The, the uncle. Yeah, yeah, uncle has a, has a big uh, influence on his yeah, decisions. Definitely, definitely. And I can't blame him. You know, uh, I, I, I rather, I'd rather be with family than. Than like, outside of like, I'll what happened to Anthony Davis. Yeah, oh my god, Let, Anthony That's Davis. That's another story. That outside influence ruined the trajectory of where he was heading. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of negative outlook on uh, Anthony Davis now. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully he get um, we vandalize his uh, his personality. I would hope so. Yeah, so we'll see in the summertime. But man, it was, it's been a good episode, man. Um, we we we, get, we gave y'all we gave y'all some breakdowns of the NBA playoffs, some future uh, summer moves mm-hmm. from KD and Kawhi. Yeah. And we're going to be back to you next week, man. And I, one of the reasons why our podcast is so real is we could have very easily said, oh, we polished this podcast. Oh, yo, we predicted this. Yo, we knew. We knew. Nah, no, we, we letting y'all know. Yo, we letting y'all know. We yo, we, went, we were wrong. But you know what? It t- yo, you got to see the game. Exactly. You know, things, things happen. We get to see it. And now we get to come back and give y'all another opinion. And now we'll get to see this weekend Word. and see what happens going forward. So uh, that's all we got. So quick kiss out, baby. Peace out. One.